BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. It's off to Arrowhead. Chiefs reporter Haley Lewis returns to tell us what they're saying in Kansas City. Plus, beyond Allen and Mahomes, which player is the most important for each team Sunday night? And how different will this Bills coaching staff look at the end of this playoff run? All that and more is coming up on this week's edition of the Buffalo Plus Podcast. Welcome back to the Buffalo Plus Podcast presented by DraftKings. Mike Catalana, Dan Fates, I am Jenna Cottrell. In a little bit, we're going to be joined by our special guest, Haley Lewis out of Kansas City. But before we start, please make sure to like, comment, and most importantly, subscribe to the Buffalo Plus YouTube channel. We are talking the divisional round. It's Bills against the Chiefs. Once again, the second matchup of the season. We know the AFC Championship rematch. Mike, I want to start with you. So many key guys in this game. But other than Mahomes and Allen, who are some of the players that you expect to have an impact on Sunday? Yeah, it's nice to start with other than Mahomes and Allen because they are, you know, really the Brady and Manning matchup. in the, yeah. Certainly in the AFC, uh, it is right now because these teams have met, what, this is the fourth time. But other than those two who look, we expect them, when, when their teams have won, they have played exceptionally well. I mean, Mahomes outplayed Allen in the playoff game last year. Allen totally outplayed Mahomes in the game in October. But there are other guys that step up. And I don't want to go too simplistic when I start with the Chiefs. How about if I start with the Chiefs and then you guys go? Okay. But, but Tyreek Hill is so explosive yeah. and so good, and he destroyed the Bills in the championship game. That offense goes by Hill. When he even went out briefly in a game yeah. late in the season, Since everything game. changed for them. Yeah, everything changed. They just looked <clears throat> different in that game. He's so explosive and dynamic. And what do you have, 172 yards, I think, in the championship game. Dan, I say, man, that offense, he feeds off everything Mahomes um, does, feeds off everything Hill does. Yeah, and going off that, I mean, we're not here – reinventing the wheel or like giving you some insight you've never heard of <clears throat> excuse me but obviously travis kelsey is just the safety net for mahomes and they have done such a good job and we'll, we'll get into it with haley coming up in a bit but just the fact of how different this chiefs team is mm -hmm. from week five and that is where they were trying to force a lot of things and it was oh mahomes has been figured out and i was he hasn't been figured out it, it's just they're doing it in a different way as you know, we talk about Josh Allen, you know, take the cheese, take the easy throws and stuff like that. Mahomes is starting to do that too. Not everything's a no look sidearm pass through, you know, between his legs to four other guys. Like he's taking the checkdowns, and that's going to be Travis Kelsey. Kelsey can have 13 catches. The problem will be is to make sure that it's not for more than a hundred. Like, like yeah. you can't have these big explosive plays that the Chiefs still want to do, Jenna. Yeah, no, I mean, he is such a talent and he's such a big guy. And we've seen kind of in the past, the Bills struggle to cover some tight ends. So that's definitely something that you come to mind and think, okay, but yeah, Mike, talking about Tyreek Hill, I mean, he's just, 
I think one of the reporters on the was talking to Sean McDermott asking about, you know, the fact that Tyreek Hill hasn't been as much of a deep threat in these last couple of weeks for the Chiefs. And Sean McDermott was like, Yeah, he's still one of the he's still the fastest <laughs> guy on the field. Like he can tear you apart no matter which way you look at it. And that's yeah. one guy, he's the biggest one that just scares me in this in this matchup. Well, you make a point about who's going deep. Tyreek Hill doesn't need to catch the ball 50 yards down the field. No. Right? He just blow he can right catch by you. Swing pass and go. I mean, that's what he is. He is a dynamic player. And look, guys. You know, this is the fourth matchup between these two uh, over the last, since last October. It's the first one without Trey White. Yep. And, you know, they haven't necessarily missed Trey yet, but it sure would be nice to have him on the field. Dan, I think you're disagreeing with me a little bit here. No, I, no, I, I agree. It's just, it wasn't like, Trey was like a shutdown guy for Tyreek Hill. Like Tyreek doesn't Hill's have to be so, a shutdown. I, I know Tyreek Hill is in so many different places, Jeff. Yes, that's yeah. that's where it is. Where, where Trey does, yeah. yeah, like Trey does a really good job of you know his spot on the left side or however you're looking at the field. Like he does a good job of taking away halves of the field. Mm -hmm. Um, it, it, it is going to be an issue. And like Mike, yeah, it didn't hurt them. It kind of hurt him in Tampa Bay in the first half. Right. I mean, yeah. it, they figured it out. That's a weird game to try and still trying to comprehend there. Um, but they've somehow they've somehow rallied around yep. the loss of Trey. I mean, I, I, I still think back. To, I still think back to when they came out the press conference after winning the the division. Yeah. And you know, week eighteen, and they have they've got Trey's jersey, and it's it's all of them. It wasn't just Hyde and Poyer. Poyer. It wasn't, and then it wasn't just Levi and Dane. It was everybody, and and I think there's something to that that's not to say that like oh we just don't need trade because it's but it's <laughs> yeah, been no. this but it's been this chip on their shoulder kind of thing that that they've really rallied around well i feel like you're always going to miss your all pro corner like yeah full uh, stop yeah. but at the same point mike the fact that that happened on thanksgiving this team has kind of had time to adapt how important do you think that is? Because it's not like they just lost him last week. Like they've kind of had time, I feel like, to settle into their roles. And Dan, I agree with you. Like, are they super motivated by being underrated and having a chip on their shoulder? Absolutely. But I think they've also had time to kind of gel. And then also with, I mean, Poyer and Hyde back there, I, I think that just helps everything. Well, that's a good point. And I think both of those guys have actually elevated their games. Yeah. They've yeah, done more. <laughs> right. And, yeah. you know, I, I don't know what they're going to do getting recognized as all pro because they love so much putting that boulder on their shoulder and it's worked yeah. for them, Yeah, but they've been so good and they've, they've played better. And Levi, I, Levi's been really good. He gets picked yeah. on with some terrible penalties. It's just yeah. like, they can't wait to call it on Levi, but he's been good, came up with a pick. So yeah, to your point, other guys have adjusted. And I think Dan's right. I do think. The way the Chiefs play, everybody's got to be ready. Um, but you can mm. live with a problem with one guy out because there's yes. so much talent starting with the safety position. And on the other oh. side, offensively, guys that, you know, for, for the Bills we're talking about here that, that need to make an impact, I'll be the first one to say it. Hand up, guys. I, it hurts me to say. Devin Singletary. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate I'm it. so everybody. proud of you. Yes, guess what? This is a big step 13, on the Buffalo Plus channel. What's the date? Uh, the 19th. 19th. Yeah. The 19th. Okay. Yep. Um, 
Since so you're telling 13, me you need more than one way to win? Is this what we're saying? You need a more no, balanced? No, 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 no. I don't, I don't think you need that. I'm not going to go that far, channel. Like, let's get carried away here. But it's Baby the snaps. fact of, of since week 13, Devin Singletary has the fourth most rushing yards in the NFL since week 13. Wow. Like, that's something. And by the way, Josh Allen is seventh. Like, that's insane, <laughs> that's too. So, like, it's just the fact of this Chiefs defense is still gettable. And this time of the year... I will admit that like it is nice to have another thing that the chiefs have to prepare for, whether yeah. it's bringing a linebacker in just a hair, whether it's bringing the safeties in an extra yeah. guy in the box that Josh Allen, you know, it's just another way to hurt a team before it couldn't hurt anybody earlier in the season. Like that's why I'm not going to go fully. Like I was wrong earlier in the season. Devin Singletary couldn't hurt anybody. He couldn't hurt a defense. Whatever's going on now. Anyone. Yes. Yeah. He now is a threat. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I think, to Deion Dawkins after this Patriots game, I think had a great example talking about how, you know, when this entire team was having issues and things weren't as easy, like keeping to it. And he said, Devin is the perfect example of that. And I would agree with that because like you said, I mean, Dan, this, this running game was zero threat. No one was worried about it because it wasn't effective. And then yep. to see this team kind of stick with it and to see Devin Singletary, really find his way this back half of the season. I mean, we talked about even coming into the year, the split between Zach Moss and Devin Singletary. Will the Bills have a bell cow, all that stuff. And Singletary has proved that he has been that guy. When you need him, he can effectively run the ball. So I think he's definitely someone yeah. that – I mean, Mike, like I think – that was one of the things that hurt them a season ago in the AFC championship game. Look, the offense was moving through Josh Allen. We know the passing game was just, it felt so effortless last season, but I think they didn't have that change of pace when things like the, the passing game struggled. Yeah. And now they kind of have more confidence right. in what. And look, the Chiefs do. didn't run it in that game either, except Nicole Hardman, I think at a 50 yarder. I mean, that's what yeah. they do. They're still, they have explosive guys. Uh, look, I'm not going to go as far as Dan, who now just says the Bills are a ground-and-pound running team uh, week in and week out. But I can admit when I'm wrong, fully wow. wrong, and mm -hmm. I was wrong about the tight end position. Look, I think Zach Ertz is a wonderful yeah. player. He's had a great career. He was an upgrade over the Dawson Knox that came into this season. But Dawson Knox is now a weapon. He is the second weapon behind Stefan Diggs on this team. He gets down the field. He's... Rarely dropped the ball. He's had a couple, a couple mm -hmm. rough moments, mm -hmm. but he's also made great catches. Even the ones Josh is trying to throw away. Um, they stuck with him. They supported him. He had some heat on him this year and yeah. he came through and he was massive in the game in October. I think three catches for a, under an 18 yards got wide open for a score. I'm not expecting that. But I expect him to be an important part of not just an outlet for Josh, but a weapon for Josh in this game. Yeah. It's it's been cool to see how much he's grown this season, yeah. especially with the pressure coming in and the expectations put on him. It was kind of, I feel like this damn was kind of his make or break year and where he would settle into the Bills offense. Yeah. And this was and Mike, you just make such a good point, is because you really needed that second option. Um, in the passing game for how good Josh Allen was, you really needed that next level guy um, behind Stephon Diggs. And Diggs is going to draw so much attention that it was almost like if he could just catch the football, he would be successful. And I know yeah. that, that that was like, well, duh, Dan. But like he, he, I think his high for receptions was like 24 coming into the season. Like 
he has now not only become a viable tight end where it's like, well, he's serviceable. He can catch the football. It's he's making plays um, and, and, and things are drawn up for him. So I, I agree that those are the guys that you kind of need to step up. You know what you're going to get from Stefan Diggs. You know what you're going to get from Josh Allen. That these are the, the these are the difference makers that you need in games like this. In the big games, you need some unsung hero to step up, whether it was Isaiah McKenzie. You know, you go back to the, the second New England game. Guys need to step up in these big moments. Can I just say someone I think who's going to step up in this game big is Matt Milano. Okay. Maybe someone we don't talk about all the time, but I just feel like he's someone, I don't know, I, I just I expect him to make a play in this game. Um, okay. All right, we talk about playmakers, but let's talk about coordinators too because Leslie Frazier, Brian Dable, we both know they've been interviewing with the Bears, with the Dolphins. I mean, Dable, a hot name after that Patriots game, and Leslie Frazier has the top-ranked overall defense in the NFL. Mike, how different could this team look come the offseason? Look, in fairness, both guys deserve you know, head coaching jobs. Yes. Leslie Frazier deserves another chance. Dable deserves his first chance. Look at what they've done. And in fairness, they should go. Yes. And when Bills fans hear that, sometimes they're like, you're chasing them out the building. These guys want head coaching jobs. Could they stay? Sure. But they want head coaching jobs. And when I say deserve it, Leslie Frazier is that guy who gets a second chance. And it's kind of a surprise. He's 62 years old. Everybody's looking for the next young genius. I mean, this Jonathan Gannon guy from the Eagles, who's 12 and had a semi-okay start, is now being interviewed by everybody. It's like, we can't wait to unearth this guy. How about you go with a guy you know can do it, an adult mm -hmm. in the room? He deserves it. I think he's getting a job. I really do believe it. And I think Dayball has his pick. I really do believe of a few teams. I think the Giants are going to be in on him. I think it could be the Dolphins. And, Dan, that mm -hmm. would be fascinating. He knows yeah. Belichick, and he knows McDermott. And mm -hmm. Dayball against those guys in the division would be fantastic. Yeah, going off that, Mike, just the fact of, like, they deserve it, too. And, and fans will say, why would you want to leave Josh <laughs> Allen in this offense? Because it's a head coaching job. In the National Football League, there's yeah. 32 of them in the 32. world, and that's what they've always wanted to do since they got into coaching. So don't ever say that, like, why would anybody leave? They deserve it, too, also, to go along with that. So just the fact of, I think Dable in Miami works. I know that people will say, what's going on with that front office and, and, and this dysfunction? <laughs> there, there's never going to be a job that's open for all the right reasons. So right. Like, you are going to get to have your pick. You could have a young yeah. quarterback, um, some young talent there yeah. uh, that, that I think would fit well. And I think Chicago with an adult in the room is a, is a slam dunk for Leslie Frazier. The yeah. thing that we'll have all off season to talk about and, and we'll all get the chance to move forward is what does the coaching staff look like yep. moving forward? And so many people have said, Oh, Ken Dorsey should slide right in as an offensive play caller. I've been from Going back to last season, I don't think that's the case. I think this may be the best offensive job in all of football when having these weapons and Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen. I think you get the most qualified person that fits. I don't think you just necessarily give the, the job to the guy that's in the building because he's in the building. I, I, I just don't think that. And we also don't know, Mike and I were talking about it on the drive up, who, if Leslie gets a job, who does he take with him? Who yeah. does Brian yeah. Dable take with him? Maybe yeah. Brian Dable yeah. says, hey, Ken, like I'm going to call the plays, but I really want you to be in charge of my quarterbacks and the OC and, and we'll work there. So yeah. it, it'll be interesting to see who comes in next year, but there will be a lot of turnover. They've been lucky to have quarterback, head coach, offense, defensive coordinator. A lot of position coaches have remained the same. They've yeah. been very fortunate.
I feel like that's such a rarity too. And that is yep. the one downside of having such a good team is that you're going to get picked off in terms of your talented coaches are going to leave for better opportunities. And I, I agree with you they both deserve to be head coaches in this league. They are tried and true. And I think what you've seen in Buffalo is definitely a, a credit to a piece of what they've done. And, and Leslie Frazier in particular, I think it'd be really cool to see him end up with the Bears, especially after playing there, winning a Super Bowl there. And I mean, he can and he can do the Super Bowl shuffle at his introductory news conference. Or introductory Love news it. conference. Why not? I, yeah. I also think it helps, guys, the fact that, especially Dable going through this before. Like yeah. the fact that he's been through yes. interviews – um, it was nice that Miami came to Orchard Park and that Dable didn't have to do it over Zoom or have to travel or anything like that. Like, I really think, and, and Dable's handled it so well. Again, I can't give enough ringing endorsement to this guy. It's a Brian Dable podcast. It's a Stan yeah. account. Um, him and his fat face on his <laughs> FaceTime calls with everybody. Um, and I just think that because they went through last year and like Leslie got asked all the questions last year, even though he actually didn't do the interviews, we all yeah. kept saying like, Hey, have you gotten calls? And he's like, Nope, haven't got any calls. Some of that. So I, these guys, I don't think this is a distraction at all moving forward in the playoffs. I could see how maybe for other guys that were younger, it yep. would be, but I think because they are so experienced, it just doesn't have that same same effect like their resume speaks for itself and they have very long resumes so i think you know what you're going to get when you when you interview both these guys all right we're going to hear from haley coming up but first dan has a quick message from our sponsor DraftKings. Well, the NFL playoffs are here and in full swing, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is kicking things off with a huge offer for our listeners. We're counting down to Super Bowl 56. New customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any divisional playoff team to win their game. So you bet just $5, and you can win 280 in free plays if your team is victorious. Yeah, so bet just $5 on any NFL playoff game, and DraftKings Sportsbook will give new customers an additional $280 in free bets if the team you choose wins their game. Now, if the Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you still got something to play for every single NFL playoff weekend. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. So here's what you got to do. Remember, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now using promo code Buffalo Plus and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. You bet just $5 and you win 280 in free bets if your team wins. So remember, that is promo code Buffalo Plus at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. All right, we want to welcome in our special guest, Haley Lewis of the NBC station of Kansas City. Thank you so much for joining us again. Last time we talked to you was week five before the Bills and Chiefs faced off. Obviously, the Bills winning that game. But this Chiefs team looks so different from that week five. What has been kind of the biggest change that you've seen from this group? Yeah, a lot has happened since week five. I remember when we were back on here, we were talking, and you guys were like, wait, are the Chiefs really nervous about the Bills coming to Kansas City? And I was like, yeah. We're really nervous about the Bills, and clearly it shows you why. But then it's just this vast turnaround, right? Everything kind of started to trend downward very quickly, and then Kansas City quickly got out of that valley, and they're playing great at the right time. And I think it has a lot to do with the defensive scheme kind of 
flowing together as a unit. They obviously brought in Melvin Ingram. That's been a huge addition. And then Patrick Mahomes just maturing in his game and knowing that, hey, like it's not just the checkdowns and it's not just a long ball, but playing patient. And mm-hmm. I think they're starting to all kind of figure that out. And Kansas City's starting to get a little bit of a run game. So that's nifty and that's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, playing right at the right time and, and trusting the process, I guess, is the best thing they've done. But it is a different team. So I'm curious to see how this one's going to play out. Go ahead, Mike. Well, Haley, I wanted to ask you about the way this is perceived in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you got your division teams and, you know, you know, Raiders and the Chargers and right. the Broncos and everybody thinks about. But have the Bills become the Chiefs' top rival? I don't want to say that, but they're very threatening, if that makes sense. So I don't think, and you alluded to it, I don't think because there's that longevity of fan base that they're they're going to buy into calling it a, quite a rival yet. But this is the new biggest threat, I think, in the AFC for the Chiefs. And I think that's very um, at the front of their minds going into this. You know, it always used to be Tom Brady and dealing with the Pats and having to get through them to get to a Super Bowl. And now it's this really annoying bug up in Buffalo that just won't get out of the way. And and I think for Kansas City, they're like, we got rid of Tom Brady. Why do we have to deal with this kid now? <laughs> so I think it's going to turn into something. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, God willing, will be in this league for quite a while. So this could be a really cool rivalry. And then you got people like Justin Herbert, you know, with the Chargers, unfortunately, not even in the playoffs. But I feel like this new quarterback, new era is really going to be something that turns into something one day that could possibly be the newest rival. Yeah. Haley, you mentioned um, Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Is he distracted at all by not being able to get the insurance rate that he's been trying to get for the longest time? I mean, we see it all the time. You know, the Patrick Mahomes rate. Is is that bothering right. him, do you think? Patrick's got a lot going on. That's for sure. <laughs> there's a lot of things. There's a lot of things happening. There's a lot of things happening on social media, and I do not know how he balances it all. I will tell you that. Uh, and also, you talk to someone like Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, who probably are some of the most even-keeled people when you speak to him, and to know outside things that are happening because we all we all are human. Okay, something going on outside is obviously going to bother us at work, and things have been going on in different people's lives this year, but um, I still want my job that is sponsored by the Chiefs here in Kansas City, so I won't get too far into it, but I will say he's got a lot on his plate. He's a young man. He's a new dad. He's balancing it all, and I mean, I can barely take care of myself, so we'll, we'll leave it at that. Okay. Yeah, he's he's dealing with the insurance policy, and Baker's, I think he's still locked inside the Brown Stadium, so that we got to get some young quarterbacks to figure some stuff out. Haley, going back to your question, the, the question that you answered with Jenna, um, mm-hmm. this defense, it's gotten a lot of credit. You know, oh, they've turned the corner since this. I look at it a little bit as some fool's gold. And I just go back to, you know, they lost to the Titans. They played mm-hmm. the Giants. They played Jordan Love when they were the Packers. They beat the Broncos. They beat the Steelers. Like, it, really, context yeah. matters. Like, is this defense up to the challenge of this playoff caliber where, look, Big Ben was – pretty washed like there was zero really? offensive threat like I just, say, so <laughs> <laughs> I just uh, where do you see them mm-hmm. and are they this top line evens because the bills defense is number one in every category and they still don't feel like they get the amount of respect is this just a a team that's playing well at the right time 
I don't think so. I think that this defense has actually come together. You got to think you're you're finally in this scheme under defensive coordinator Steve Spagnolo that has you've seen this happen in the past mm-hmm. couple of runs that they've had. They're good down the stretch. It's when everyone gets in together and they start flowing and ebbing. And as much as fans don't want to hear that that's actually the truth behind this, a lot of the times it has to do with what is going on in the locker room, how familiar you are with the person lined up across from you, how much you can trust someone in the secondary, that those things matter. So I think that this is a top tier defense. They didn't statistically end the year as a top tier defense, and we saw that in the stats. But this is a team that is, I think, going to be a really good mismatch against Josh Allen. And the long ball has been something they've been able to stop. Now, their secondary is a little bit beat up right now, but I don't think this is all fluff. I don't think this is the guy saying back, I love you too, and not meaning it. I really think this is a real thing. Like, this is for real. So, um, but I think this is their biggest test yet. So, let me back it up by saying this will be the hardest test. Uh, You saw how they struggled against the Chargers. And I think that this is also a good example of what that will might might look like. So, it's going to be hard. Great answer. I, 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 we have a saying around here, Bill's safety, Micah Hyde said it as confidence is a hell of a drug. And you talk about the confidence of this team, of both teams coming into this yeah. game. And you kind of touched on earlier the run game. And I'm just curious what you've seen from that. Cause it kind of does, when we talk about the Chiefs here, it's always Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill. And I feel like sure. you're seeing kind of Jarek McKinnon kind of come onto the scene and just things kind of change up in terms of not just throwing the ball and being effective, but also being able right. to run it on teams too. I think, I think that's a really important key that they've figured out, right? And that's why they've been able to have that success is because they're not just relying on Patrick Mahomes making this Mahomes magic moment because we saw that a lot this year. That got shut down because guess what? People had three years or four years now to study him as a starting QB and they're figuring it out. So the Chiefs have to find these other ways that work. And I, I remember when Jarek McKinnon actually had, I think it was two weeks ago or three weeks ago, his first touchdown. I had to go look up his number. I was like, wait, who <laughs> Oh, oh, that's the guy we got. Oh, yeah, that's the guy we got in the offseason. Okay. Because he did so well during training camp, and we were talking about him all the time during training camp, and then he kind of just disappeared. And then when Clyde obviously gets hurt, you have this Daryl Williams who has a little bit of an injury going on right now with his toe. He had this perfect opportunity to kind of be that sneaky guy who can who can run but also receive if he needs to, I think the run game is going to be something that they're going to have to rely on heavily if they're going to be successful in this game. So we'll, we'll see. Cause they're a little beat up right now there. Yeah. I mean, it, it obviously though ends up coming down to these two quarterbacks and we've yeah. watched Josh Allen progress from a guy who struggled to then making the playoffs and, and goes up. And then he has last year. And then this year it's almost assumed, well, he's going to throw for 300 and three right. touchdowns. And then when he doesn't, people are going like, what's wrong with Josh yeah. when he would do that. Has that happened with Mahomes? He's had so many big games, so many big moments that when he's not great, is there ever grumbling? I mean, it's not like you're going to bench him, but I mean, is there ever grumbling that he's just not the same as he was? And I think that's you hit the nail on the head. That that's what this beginning of the season was exactly. People were so frustrated because it's not like he's had a 500 yard game and he's thrown five touchdowns and all these crazy stats he was putting up as a young kid in this league. And then all of a sudden they're like, has Mahomes just mellowed out? Is he not really that good? And it's like, people, let's look at the big picture here. It's not that he's not good. You 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 can't always be flashy and. I mean, gosh, I keep talking about relationships, but you can't love bomb someone, you know? (laughs) 
constantly lay it on like it's annoying it's gonna be too much and so from Holmes he's so stinking good that everyone expects just this top tier out of him every single time he steps on the field and when in reality a good team is not just a magical quarterback but someone who can win in multiple different ways and that's how the Chiefs will be a dynasty one day if they can figure that out because like you saw this season you can't rely on someone to do that 24 yeah. 7. I'm learning so much more in this podcast. Yeah, right. I should have had somebody tell me this about 35 years ago, <laughs> but I'm learning a lot more. So. That's all you need to know. That's it. <laughs> Continuing with relationships, I want to talk about Andy Reid and food because I think he had just about one of the best <laughs> quotes about his, his still his hunger to go win another Super Bowl as a piece of chocolate cake. Yes. How is he? How is he mature? Because I asked, I wanted, to, I asked Sean McDermott this week about. He's been a part. Sean McDermott's been, you know, tons of playoff games when he was with Carolina, yeah. when he was with the Eagles. But now mm-hmm. he's in charge, and and this is his seventh game as a head coach, and how he's matured. How is Andy kind of matured? Because this really wasn't the smooth sailing season that the Chiefs have kind of been used to since Mahomes came into the scene. You're going to have to say that back part because it just completely cut out after he's seven years in. And I was like, (laughs) yes, yeah, we got this. So I'm just wondering with Sean McDermott, like how he's matured over his seven playoff games. Mm -hmm. What has Andy Reid been like this year where there were highs and lows for the first time with Mahomes at the helm? So this is about all we get from Andy Reid. Right here. If anything's happening, right here. If they're winning the Super Bowl, I he did, however, smile a little bit after after the AFC title game. They were going to Super Bowl, Super Bowl Fifty Four. I did see like a lot of little, you know, him being charismatic. But he is such an even keeled guy, right? So when they were going through these this adversity, what does he do to help his team? He stays the same. And I think that's a big thing about how he has success in the league is because Andy Reid don't panic. You know, the man never hits the panic button. He always stays here and he keeps his team there as well. And that locker room mentality that everyone thinks is fluff, but it matters. As we all know, it matters so much. You're right, 18 weeks now. You got to be with these guys 18 weeks and it's such a long stretch. A lot of them are coming out of college. They're not used to how long this season is. And it matters what happens during the ups and downs if you have a relationship that stays consistent. So <laughs> consistency is more important. Is yes. In mature relationships, consistency. Uh, yeah. One more time for everyone in the back, because there's a lot of men that watch this channel. <laughs> All right. I have one final question for you. I asked this when we were talking about week five, the matchup, just like the yep. atmosphere, what fans are expecting. And back then, like you said earlier, like fans were worried about this Bills team. They didn't have confidence in the Chiefs. I would mm-hmm. imagine things have changed, but p- kind of how are is Chiefs Kingdom feeling heading into this one? I think they're nervous, and rightfully so. I, I think the obviously they're going to be confident right on the out on the outside and they're going to be tweeting all these things and people are already putting out josh allen is great but patrick mahomes is amazing and it's like okay see where you're going with that the thing is it's a big threat and i know that they know that and everyone's expecting a shootout i think that we're going to have a better game than we had week five but personally i think this could go either way 
I think this could be the end of the run for the Chiefs. I think it could also be a close game that comes down to it. The Chiefs are someone who, when they get kicked in the face, they get really ticked off about it, right? So they kind of play – they're like the little cat that, like, plays around with their food for a while, and then they finish it. This was kind of one of the first games I saw that the Chiefs had no control over it. I mean, it was – like, I can't say it on TV, but the booty got spanked, okay? Yeah. (laughs) And I think it's going to stick with them for a while. So I know that Chiefs Kingdom is very excited for this matchup, but they don't want to get beat twice because then I think what Mike was alluding to is probably going to happen. This is going to be a Bills and Chiefs beef for for a while. Haley, you were really honest with us in October. You picked the Bills to win that game. You thought the Chiefs were struggling, and you were right about that. What's been odd about these games is we haven't really had a great game between these teams. Right. Kansas City handled them on that strange Monday night game in, in uh, Orchard Park. And then there was a blowout in the championship. And the Bills really controlled the last game. So do you expect this one to be close? And who do you expect to win? I do expect this one to be close. I think this is the most complete game we're actually going to see between the two teams. I think it's going to be great football, honestly. I do not. I was so bored watching the Steelers game by the end of it. Yeah. <laughs> No one wants to do that. I was, no offense, so bored. I turned off the Bills and Pats game because it just was like, okay, like, can we get, is there a mercy rule in, in the NFL? But I think this is going to be a really exciting game for fans. And I think it's going to be the most complete game that we've seen between the two because I think it's going to be back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. I would consider it being a high scoring game probably. I'm trying to think if I were going to put money on it. Dan's yeah. Dan's listening now, yeah. Dan's a big gambler. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, You're betting the over. Yeah, and I think I I think that the Bills could could might win. So, wow. I love how you, I love how, I love how you <laughs> say that so quietly. It's like you're in the newsroom to be like, nobody has heard this, right? Like, really quiet because my coworkers are like. We got over 12,000 subscribers, so we got a couple of subscribers here on the channel that, that'll hear that. But also, you talk about the game. You can't say Mahomes. You can't say Allen. Last question. Who is the difference maker in this game? You know, maybe you can provide it more from the Chiefs standpoint of, like, who is going to be that guy that decides this game, win or lose, that's not named Mahomes for Kansas City? It's going to be Melvin Ingram. Oh. If he wow. gets – if he puts the pressure on – and he can get – because he leads – and Melvin Ingram, Nick Bolton, kind of that – he leads that that pack right there. If he can put pressure on Josh Allen and get him – because he's a run – the thing about him that's so irritating is that he can run and he's massive. And <laughs> it's very annoying that he has Lamar Jackson ability to quickly get down the field and then also sling it down the field. And I think for them, if they can get him out of whack – and out of his space and out of the pocket, but also being able to contain him, the pressure getting him out of his basically rhythm, I think yeah. is going to be really big key. Yeah. Here. And by the way, Haley, if it wasn't for Melvin Ingram, you'd be coming to Orchard Park for this yeah. game in all likelihood for what he did exactly. in that Broncos game, which was huge. That's why this game's in Kansas City. Right. So I think there's a vast difference between josh allen and what they were facing in the broncos but <laughs> I totally, yes. like through lock and josh allen are vastly different people yeah. but i i think that he's gonna have to bring that that a game that mentality that defensive aggression because i'm not really worried about the offense they'll figure it out they always do they'll yeah. do something cool it'll be fine i'm worried about the defense containing this offense 
Makes sense. Oh, we know it's going to be such a great game on Sunday. Thank you so much for joining us. Haley Lewis of the NBC Kansas City Station. We always appreciate your time. And where can people follow you if they want to follow you online? You, well, you can follow me on Instagram. You can follow me on Twitter. Uh, it's just at Haley Lewis uh, Sports. And so, yeah, let's let's get those followers. You're a return up. guest. Like, you're a veteran on Buffalo yes. Plus. This is this is the third time. We'll send you a T-shirt. <laughs> now, honestly, I really hope for your guys' sake, like, I've had two Super Bowls. I hope that you can figure – I mean, like – This is so pandering. No, I, I appreciate that. Man tricks at me right after. He goes, just give us one. Just you know what it is? Honestly – the Chiefs and Bills may not be rivals, but Haley just created a rivalry for us right here. Just <laughs> called us out for a non-Super Bowl podcast right here. Sorry, we're getting there. We're getting there. It's okay. It's okay. We'll appreciate it, Haley. Haley, thank you so much. We'll catch you next time. Thank you. Great. Yeah, appreciate it. Good stuff, as always, from Haley. We always appreciate having her on the podcast. Uh, Mike, we have a very busy week coming up, though, because we know this uh, the coverage never stops. Yeah, this is a big week for Bills, Bills fans and for Buffalo Plus. We've got our show, if you're in Rochester and Buffalo, 7.30 on TV uh, in both markets, but also here on the Buffalo Plus YouTube channel, Thursday at 7.30. And then we'll be on again. Jen and I will be out in Kansas City on Saturday at 7 o'clock. And then that show will also be seen Sunday morning, plus reports all the time. And Dan knows we'll have coverage from out in Kansas City, uh, pre and post game. This is what it's all about, you know, uh, to quote Bill Parcells. This is why you lift them weights. Well, I guess in our case, this is why you turn on that podcast, because this is the fun time of the year. I did have somebody uh, message me, DM me on Twitter and say, you know, he thinks some of my takes are awful, which is shocking. But he also said that he's a Chiefs fan and that he oh, was listening to Buffalo Plus and that he went on to say, he goes, I thought all your takes were horrible. But then we found common ground when he respected slaps as the barbecue place that, that we're <laughs> going to go to. So I said, at least Bills and Chiefs fans can find common ground with slaps barbecue he said it's yeah. offbeat he goes not a lot of people know about it it's not one of the mainstream oh, names quality. so it, it was it was good and we, Jen we is already know, excited we got I, a little intel in there because you know we saw some staff members bills it, last that's when you know it's the day before they were in on it but no one oh. this is jenna's first time to kc she is on the prowl for food she i got is beautiful settled lunch dinner second dinner dessert <laughs> I've never been to Kansas City before. I want to try that barbecue. Look out. Here she comes. <laughs> Be sure to check out my Twitter if you're interested in the food takes as well. Um, we're going to have fun. It's a big week ahead, we know. And be sure to stick with Buffalo Plus because we're going to have you covered in terms of the game, in terms of the food, the atmosphere. And we always appreciate if you just hit that subscribe button. It really helps out our channel. This is so much fun. I can't tell you guys how much we enjoy doing this and having fun with it. So we always appreciate all the, all the love and support back. So thank you so much. We'll catch you next time on the Buffalo Plus channel. For Mike and Dan, I am Jenna. We'll see you here on Buffalo Plus. <laughs> Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.